Hello and welcome to The Inner Gamer, episode 177. We're your weekly dose of video game news, reviews, opinions, and discussions made for and by our listeners. My name is Brayton Oski. And I am Austin Morales. And today on The Inner Gamer, we talk about Banner Saga 1. I played it for the Switch. And gaming news, we talk about Halo is getting a TV series. Thank you, Showtimes. Some are more excited than others. Yes. Yes, and they should be, others should be more excited just along with the other others. What am I saying? Yeah. <laughs> oh. Find out in the news discussion. <laughs> and we also talk about Pokemon Go-esque game is coming with The Walking Dead World. And in the discussion topic, we talk about the future of video game streaming. Yes. Before we jump into the song, I want to mention, because we forgot to mention earlier, July 11th, we have an event coming up. You should come out to On Rotation in Dallas. We will be setting up our stuff, playing video games, teaming up with Dane from Game Night Dallas from last week's podcast. Everybody should come out, check it out. Facebook page will be up by the time you listen to this, so check it out. Go check it out now. And cue the music. Welcome to It is July 3rd, 2018. Welcome to the Intergamer Podcast. If you enjoy this podcast, we'd love for you to support us on Patreon for as little as $12 a year, which we just got a new subscriber last week. I was really excited about. For $12 a year, you can make this podcast better and we'll give you some rewards along the way, such as joining our Discord channel. You can uh, get some gifts like uh, $20 gift cards or you can get discounts on our eventual shop that we will have. Uh, you can you know, give us a discussion topic for the podcast. All kinds of things are available at patreon.com slash gamer, and you get content that you don't get anywhere else so you definitely want to check that out real opinions by real gamers real opinions not like IGN or Game Informer or something you know I mean they're they're real they're just like really <laughs> real like they're they're like <laughs> what? free they're, stuff they're what they get free stuff they do backstage yeah. access yeah free we swag we don't get that we just no. we just play we buy video games retail like we pay $60 for games it we're sucks. in the trenches with yeah. you guys okay yeah um, anyways let's talk about the games we played this week um, we just don't won. have anything new but Austin yeah you've been playing <laughs> yeah. a uh, what happened Brad game. what happened it's uh, over here no I've been playing Fortnite that's true. Yeah. So I can talk about that later, but okay. you talk about Banner Saga right. first. So have I've you talked about this yet? We have not. I've okay. been alluding to this the past like three, four That's podcasts. Right. Yeah. And I finally was able to really sink my teeth into it. So uh, it was developed by Stoic Studios and published okay. by Versus Evil, one of our favorite companies. Oh, I know, right? Yeah. Dude, Versus Evil is killing it. They have so many games. Like They're doing a lot, yeah. This, this whole like new kind of publisher... I really enjoyed that. And and the latest Game Informer, they actually talk about um, Annapura. Is, I, I can't Annapurna. say that. Annapurna. Interactive. Yep. Yeah. And how like this is like Maybe them versus Evil County. are very similar. Yep. And like how they how they're able to amass all these smaller games and allow these creators to really create something um, very artistic in the way they want to without getting in the way. And I think that's beautiful. Anyway. Yeah. That's just that's another uh, discussion topic. But Stoic Studio was founded by three former Bioware designers. Can you believe that? Really? Yeah. 
It's cool. I know. I was like, dude, I like how all these like major. Does Wait, it, like, so the Banner Saga though came out. You said 2014, 2014, and this is Bioware guys. Yep. So they probably 2014. Guys. That would have been Mass Effect One was out. Mass Effect Two may have been out. Was it out yet? I would think it was. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Mass Effect Three may have just come out or would have been coming out soon. So then we had Andromeda come out in 2017. Right. R.I.P. They took like four years off, didn't they? Probably. I don't know. Something yeah. Like so that. that's cool. Yep. So it's, uh, it was actually funded by Kickstarter and all the animation, all the pictures were hand-drawn, which I find stunning. Like if you look at this game, it kind of, did you ever watch the animated Lord of the Rings movie they had back in the day? It was like back in like eighties or something. No. Okay. Well, it, it's kind of, it really, this art style reminds me of that movie, how all of the main characters were drawn, but, uh, for some reason, they had all the all the orcs as like actual people. I don't know. It was very, very has its own artistic style, and I thought that was interesting. Uh, and the game music was composed with the Dallas Wind Symphony out of Dallas, Texas. That's cool. I know. Yeah, like we have a lot of cool things that like come out of here that are like different. Uh, yeah, like Gearbox. Yeah, Gearbox. Well, we Good have software. Funimation. Funimation. A lot of voice acting is actually out of, like, they're based in Dallas um, for all the anime stuff. Lucio. Lucio. Yeah. Dude, it's so cool. So cool. Um, so the game is about an epic story-driven strategy RPG, which is pretty much a mouth- mouthful. Yeah. Yeah. Based on more Norse mythology, which if you're coming off of God of War, I was like <laughs> super, mind, yeah, yeah, super excited to jump back in it. How, were you like kind of getting into that whole Norse mythology that they're getting into. Yeah, it was interesting. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I enjoyed it. I'm not, I mean, you know, I'm more intrigued by like sci-fi kind of fantasy, more story stuff, but I think the Norse mythology is really interesting. Um, like, uh, like when Game of Thrones touches into some of that stuff, which they don't do a lot of, but like when they do, I find it pretty fascinating. Like that's just cool. It's different. Yeah, no, I dig it a lot. No. Uh, so like I said, January 2014, the game was uh, officially released on PC, the Max, Linux, and mobile. And then it came to the consoles later that year. Oh, actually, no, in 2016. And now it's finally come to Switch. So that's the one I'll be talking about. So you follow two main characters, which one is a human, one is a giant. They call them the Varl. Giants are called Varls, and they have like horns that come out of their heads. That's cool. Yeah, they're very, very unique. Um, very, very powerful, too. Yeah. Um, so they have two different stories that eventually merge together and they become one story. And it's about these, this group of people who are trying to fight uh, the dredge, which is this warlike race who's basically taking over the world right now. Yeah. And so you guys have to band together. The Varl and the humans kind of don't like each other. They're okay. Like the factions are like, okay, mingling, but they prefer not to be with each other and they have to just take on this, this, um, yeah, this, this crazy race. They're, they're like, they're kind of like the orcs out of that Lord of the Rings movie, but they're fully, they're like in full armor. So they're really tough, really hard to battle. Uh, when you put a human against them, man, they can't survive very long. They do a lot of damage. It's, it's, it's pretty rough. And at first I was getting kind of frustrated when I went into combat. So I was like, I don't know how I'm going to beat these guys. <laughs> Cause uh, I mean, it's an RPG. So there's levels, right? And you rank up and you right. get higher stats, but even they that doesn't you know really what the levels are of the enemies you're about to face. Uh, well, you can see what their stats are. Okay. Like when you're in combat, but it's not just like a hey, this guy's level six and you're level four, and you're like, yeah, no, oh, they don't say fucked. that. Okay. No, if they do, I haven't noticed it. I just look yeah. at the because they have armor rating and they have a health rating. Gotcha. And if you tick down the armor, it allows you to, to attack their health a little more. And depending on your stats, allows you to kind of negate some of these things that what not what on the onset you you 
you know, you need to take down their armor in order to get to their health type thing, yeah. which is an interesting combat mechanic, which I haven't seen on, in any game before. I don't know if you have. Uh, no? Yeah, uh, I didn't think so. But I don't play RPGs um, that much. Yeah, so. that's true. Damn it, Brett. <laughs> <clears throat> so the whole game is based on player choice. So as okay. you go through the game in combat and out of combat, there are player choices. So, you know, if someone gets hurt, injured in combat, that takes time for them to heal over time. So there's certain uh, points in the game where you can rest, and that's a day gone by, and that allows your character to get back up to full health. Otherwise, he goes in with like negative stats, like his health's a little lower or his armor's a little lower, uh, doesn't can't do as much damage. Um, and so it's it's kind of cool to kind of see how that affects the game because you could there the whole game is based on like you, just you traveling, and there's little points of time where these events I call them events they pop up and something happens where it's like, hey, someone got someone in your caravan is in a fight. So what are you going to do about it? And you can decide to kill a person, separate the people, scold them. Like, just there's certain options there. Yeah. So it's a little deeper than just like choosing uh, dialogue, which they do have that in this game. They have cutscenes with dialogue you can right. choose. But these events, I think, are interesting because it, it raises or lowers morale in the group and certain consequences... Um, to be pretty detrimental and it allows you to open up other combat scenarios or find other loot that you wouldn't necessarily find. Like there's many choices where it's like, well, I think this is the right thing and it ends up paying off in a big way. But other times it was like, obviously I shouldn't have done that. And now I'm going to suffer for it the rest of the time because the whole time you're, you're going from one place to another, uh, either escaping the dredge or trying to like get reinforcements and you have supplies that you can get at markets through these little towns that you cross and every day goes by, you lose more and more of your supplies. So eventually, so it's like this management of how far can I go? When do I need to resupply? Uh, currency is not that abundant right now. Yeah. Uh, it's a snowy time. So, you know, people in your caravan are dying and in the battles, people die too. So it's, it's a very unique game in that sense, which I haven't seen that before. I mean, obviously, I think... Divinity Original Sin 2, or not Divinity, sorry, uh, Pillars of Eternity 2, yeah. actually have that in a way where you're you're in a boat traveling these islands and the same thing happens with the managed supplies and crew. It sounds kind around. of, um, uh, what's the word for it? Like, despairing. It is. Like, no, it really is. Yeah. But, so, interesting. So how much have you played the game? Uh, I was actually going to check. I don't know. Yeah. I've at least have five hours in this game. At okay. least. Yeah. Uh, I think I might have more, but yeah, I, it's, it was a little slow getting into cause I'm not used to these type of games right. and I'm not necessarily drawn to them, yeah. but because of the story and kind the of the art way that is pretty cool. Isn't oh it? man, the story. It's, it's all, like, it's like all this hand drawn stuff. Yeah. All hand drawn. Yeah. That's, that's amazing to me. Like that's a, that's a cool kind of concept of uh, having that, especially that kind of hand-drawn quality that they mm -hmm. have in it. I mean, it's, oh, yeah. it's got some of the, um, I don't know, it just looks really nice. It's a really good looking appearance. Right. Kind of like the, the style that Cuphead had with their going back in time to the old school, like early animation style. And then this game adding that age drawn aspect as well, just a different, you know, different way. It's, it's pretty neat. So the combat can get repetitive, which is something I don't like. Uh, but the combat is very much like a tactics game, like XCOM. Right. So you have you move, and then you know you go into battle. Everyone takes turns. I guess it's very D and D in that way as well. Um, and, re and it's a there's some dialogue, some voiceover acting, but not like hardly any. 
and most of it just reading text. And I'm not a huge fan of reading text. And I mean, this is typical Nintendo. Like they like these games where you have to read and have reading prompts. And I don't know. It's just not my thing. That might draw up some people away, depending because at this day and age, even a lot of lower, like indie companies are on the lower uh, side of you know having money and, and resources. Like even they have voiceover acting. That's actually pretty dang good. Yeah. I think. Um, so if you like tactics games or games like XCOM One, I think you really like it. Um, I do enjoy it because of the story and the art is what makes it stand out from the rest because it's right. hand drawn. It's very, very unique. I mean, most of that stuff, you could take snapshots for hours on the Switch and just like print that shit off and post it on your wall. Like, I think it just looks, it just looks freaking fantastic. Um, so obviously, it's available on all systems right now. I dig it. If you guys have a Switch, you might as well pick it up. This is a game you can play for a while and the story is interesting. So, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. So dig. Dig. I dig How it. How much was it? It was twenty bucks, I believe. Oh, that's not bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah it might have been forty. Okay, <laughs> it was in that range. <laughs> twenty to forty. Yeah, uh, that's cool. Let me see. Now I'm kind of curious. Let me let me let me let me look it up. Let me look it up. Um, so all I've been playing while you're looking that up is uh, Fortnite, and uh, that's basically all I've done this week because they announced a new season's coming soon. I think season five, I guess it is. And uh, so it was interesting when I was walking through the land of Fortnite and that there's these little hints that something's coming. Like you heard like rocket like sounds like uh, there was like beeping noises as if they were counting down to something. And then I saw little TV scattered throughout the map of like a countdown timer of like something was coming. Did you notice those when you played? Oh, yeah, 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 I yeah. saw it. So the rockets launched and it's happened. The event happened today. And uh, as you're listening to this and if you're watching live, you can see it. So what's happened is a, uh, I'm just going to talk about this in this part because I think it's good for the game segment. Uh, Fortnite rocket launches into the sky and uh, there was a countdown and then a, uh, there was the thing that was kept buzzing and making noises. And then the rocket launch shot up in the air and there was a weird bang and the, the rocket tilted in the air and a pod shot out of it and threw it flew across the map. Then when they turned in the direction, there was some weird space noises and like flashes of light and stuff in the air. Uh, And then it ended up basically, um, there was time and space blinked in throughout the sky, cracking the sky. And, uh, now there's a big, huge crack in the ceiling of the game. So the thought is it's like another universe that's like up there right, and right. stuff like crack into the universe or something like that. So I'm wondering if this is like a either something's going to come out from up there that's going to like unleash in season five or I'm hoping this means that there's a crack opening up into another realm that's going to be another map. Fingers crossed. That's just my prediction, like off the top of my head. That would be sweet. But there's like a massive crack that's up in there. Like you can see it on here. Sorry, you guys can't see it at home. But uh, there's a crack in time and space up in the sky and there's also some weird like wavy energy throughout the map as well so like some like weird glowy kind of looks like oil that's like up in the sky and electrical energy and stuff like that so who knows what's going to happen with it but that's what happened with fortnite this week so fortnite battle royale was officially playable on september 26 last year so it's been almost a year yeah it's about time they release a new map. <laughs> I think so. Yeah. Like uh, something, something. They're well nice. overdue. Yes. Well overdue. Um, I don't know if you, everyone's been playing Fortnite or not, but yeah, it's pretty fun. 
I, I switched back between that and PUBG. I think they're, I mean, they're very similar. Obviously, Fortnite is definitely uh, a lot. They're pretty different, man. Pretty I mean, different. I'm going to have fun Gameplay either style, way. Yeah. Yeah. Both. I mean, they have similar ideas from each other, obviously, at this point. Hence the, uh, the uh, suing each other yeah. <laughs> debacle. <laughs> Which is, uh, we're going to talk about that in the news segment, aren't we? Uh, what's coming no, that at not this really point? basically it's just i mean okay. it's, it's done that's over the suing's done so no yeah, one sue anybody yeah nobody's suing each other it's just like whatever yeah they just moved on so there we go awesome well did you find out the price it was 20 bucks 20 bucks cool 20 bucks there it is all right so that's gonna wrap it up for the games that we played stay tuned we'll be right back for our video game news you're listening to It is time for our video game news. In this segment, we share the best headlines from the week in the gaming industry. And first up, we have uh, The Adventures of Captain Spirit was announced at E3. That is a like a pseudo-small episode of Life is Strange made by Don't Not Entertainment featuring a little kid that is uh, wants to be a spaceman and he wants to be a superhero and he wants to be all these little things. Plays around, runs around, all that stuff. So that announcement was a lead-in to what Don't Not came out and said last week, which is that Life is Strange 2 is in development and it's being made by Don't Not Entertainment and it releases in September. What the heck? I never would have thought. Like, why is all the games from E3 releasing this year? <laughs> I was I was surprised Square Enix. Didn't. I feel like they should have put that into their press conference. That I, would have been a big deal. Yeah, yeah. But instead, oh, yeah. they had Adventures of Captain Spirit, which is cool. Yeah, I'm glad fine. they put attention behind that. But um, it's it's gonna be interesting. So September 27th is when it comes out. There's really nothing known about it, but we know that the awesome Adventures of Captain Spirit will be in the same universe and contain links to the new story and characters of Life is Strange too. So think of Life is Strange 2 as a, or think of the awesome Adventures of Captain Spirit as like a prequel to Life is Strange um, 2. Yeah. And uh, we won't have the characters from the first one, but there will be other characters introduced that we can follow and, you know, play along with and stuff like that. Right. So um, they're going to re- release more information in August, which I'm assuming will be during Gamescom, which is August 21st through 25th in Cologne, Germany. Cologne. So that's that's life is strange. Gamescom, we gotta we gotta we gotta go up to Gamescom sometime, man. I just gotta find a flight to Germany. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, won't be too bad. Hey, Easy. I will go there. I would too, actually. Um, so Sony has come out and actually addressed their PlayStation crossplay controversy that's been going on, um, and they're finally, I think, listening to people and that were kind of pissed off that they're not opening up to this which it's, it never was a conversation until minecraft came around and then especially yeah. Fortnite. yeah but now people want it um so you know we talked about last week nintendo switch brought out that trailer that was kind of making fun of uh the fact that ps4 doesn't allow uh minecraft crossplay. yeah um and now sony has come out during a conference in spain the president and ceo sean Layden. Um, said that we're hearing it. We're looking at a lot of the possibilities. You can imagine that the circumstances around that affect a lot more than just one game. He's confident and that he's confident that they'll get a solution which will be understood and accepted by our gaming community while at the same time supporting our business. Um, so there was a uh, there was a guy who used to work at PlayStation that came out and said his name was a. Uh, uh, John Smedley, and he was a former Sony developer. And he said that while he was there, the internal reason for them not doing this was basically money. They didn't like the idea of somebody buying a game on Xbox and it being used on PlayStation. So they didn't get the revenue, you know, from that 
for the purchase. So, I mean, I get it, I guess, but at the same time, it's like your PlayStation, you have life is strange. You have death stranding. You have Spider-Man. If you're bringing out exclusives that are good and awesome, you're not going to have to worry about somebody buying a game somewhere else. If nothing else, you're going to entice more people to, I mean, you're going to make happier people because if they have your friends have an Xbox and they won't buy a PlayStation, so be it. But at least you can still play with your friends and not have to like have them be isolated from like playing together. Yeah. And then you yeah. can use that as like, hey, like, or maybe yeah. like maybe the two of them are playing, right? Like an Xbox player and a PlayStation player is playing, and all of a sudden the Xbox player like crashes a lot and like, man, you should have bought a PlayStation. Like you use that. I don't know. Maybe that's a possibility. I really didn't care, but I mean you bring up a good point. Maybe they should just go. I make up a lot of good points. I'm just kidding. <laughs> All right, I should have uh, said nothing. I don't, I don't think it should be with everything. Like <laughs> yeah, Overwatch, yeah. I don't think is a good idea. But like Fortnite, it's so it's more casual of a game. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's definitely very competitive. <laughs> yeah, but sure. it's a little bit more casual. So I think it makes sense for them to do that. Um, next thing, Halo TV series confirmed for Showtime. Oh, Halo, yes, <laughs> I almost fell again. <laughs> this chair freaks me out every Stop time. Stop doing that. Stop doing that. Whoa. Sorry. Um, So they've confirmed in 2019 production will begin for Showtime, which is coming from the producer of uh, Rupert Wyatt, the producer of uh, Rise of the Planet of the Apes, and then Kyle Killen, who made Awake. Did you ever see Awake? I don't know anything about this. Awake? Yeah, it's a show called Awake. I have no idea what you're talking about, man. Yeah, so like there's that. Um, he's a writer, showrunner, and executive producer as well. And this is going to be in association with Microsoft and 343 Studios and Steven Spielberg's Amlin Television. So it's going to be a 10 episode season for its first run. Each episode will be an hour long. And uh, Spielberg's been developing this since 2013. And they were looking good when Showtime president, or there was, it was, things were um, basically Steven Spielberg is involved in this project as well. Um, and Nevins, one of the guys behind it, the, uh, whoever this guy is, I'm not sure. David Nevins, he's the Showtime president. He said that quote, Halo is our most ambitious series ever. And we expect audiences who have been anticipating it for years to be thoroughly rewarded in the history of television. There simply has never been enough great science fiction. Kyle Killen's scripts are thrilling, expansive and provocative. Rupert Wyatt is a wonderful world building director and their vision of Halo will enthrall fans of the game while also drawing the uninitiated into a world of complex characters that populate this unique universe. So cautiously optimistic. How about you? Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. I have to be. I mean, it's a TV show, a video game becoming a TV show. It hasn't ever been done successfully yet. No, it has so, not. So <laughs> not even movies have been we'll done successfully. We'll see where it goes. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah. I think Showtime has some good properties that they've released. Oh, they do. They HBO, do. No, it's not. And I don't know if the rise of the Planet of the Apes guy is necessarily the right guy because I don't know if that, I mean, that movie did okay, I think, but I heard it. I, th- I think those Planet of the Ace movies are kind of silly. I mean, it got 7.6 out of 10, so I guess that was all right. 81% yeah. rock. Oh, I guess it did do pretty good. Did you watch Rise of the Planet of the Apes? No, I don't like any of those that movies. Okay. Well, I watched like the first two and I was like, tomatoes, Which is not bad. It also made $481 million, so that's pretty good. So, I don't know. Um, so, hopefully it's good and we um, get a good TV show for Halo and That'd they run sweet. it for a while. And I can actually hope, learn man. what this show's about. <laughs> Or the TV that this game's about. I don't understand it. I mean, there's halos and there's you're flood, awful man, an awful man. Water, so I don't know. No, I'm just kidding. I actually understand the Halo story. Yeah, I well. know you do. Uh, next up, nice. Overwatch. We haven't talked about this game in a while. Battle Royale kind of like 
pushed it aside when it came out, which is unfortunate for Blizzard. So soon we're going to announce Overwatch Battle Royale. But yeah, right. uh, they have a new hero that came out. This hero's name is Wrecking Ball. And it's a tank hero. And Wrecking Ball is a hamster and a mechanized war ball. And uh, I think that's hilarious. So uh, basically, this is what it can do. It's got quad assault cannons, two assault cannons that fire like crazy. Yeah. And then it can roll... So you can just like roll, 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 roll around the map. If you want to, you can't shoot, but you can roll around the map to get around faster. Uh, you have a grappling claw. So when you're rolling, you can launch a grappling call, which will reach out to something and let you like whoop, wow. fly off somewhere. Yeah, I'm watching it. Uh, minefield. De- deploy a massive field of proximity mines in the area to set up traps and stuff. Adaptive shield, which lets you create temporary shields, kind of like D.Va a little bit. But the amount of enemies in your area will increase the amount of shield that you have. Um, and then pile driver, the ultimate is where you're in the ball form. You swing up in the air, you can slam it in the ground and cause damage and launch enemies upward. So very tanky. That's more very mobile tanky. than a tank, though. Yeah. So it's almost like a rush tank or something. Yeah. It's a very interesting um, idea. So what, what was that Paragon by by Epic Games? They had they had something like this, where it was like a raccoon or some kind of animal. In like a mech type Rocket thing, like this. yeah, right. No, it was something like that, but it's very similar to that, and uh, that's immediately what I thought of when when this came out. So I don't know. I don't know why this is a thing. Put it, put a small animal and a giant tank thing, and that makes sense. Obviously, it's Overwatch. It's a game. I get it. It's not. It's not supposed to exactly make sense, but I think all the other characters are like pretty much make sense in that world, and it's fairly real, realistic. To a degree, but this is just like, oh gosh, this is like anime to like the nth degree. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. I mean, you have a giant gorilla that like runs around, like pounces on people. That is stuff. pretty anime. Yeah. That is pretty anime. But I, then, that I can get behind. This is just like, what? So you tell me this hamster is smart enough to pilot this very advanced mech? You have Bastion that's controlled by a bird. Or the bird controls, or Bastion controls no, the bird. No, I don't no, know which one. No, it's not like that. I don't no, know. You don't know what he's talking about. Anyway. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I just think it's cool. I think it's silly. Overwatch is silly. Yeah, yeah. They have silly no, characters. pretty silly. And uh, I'm anxious to see the animated short for this, to see what kind of story that they attach to it. I hope they do it. Like, does the hamster talk? Like, I don't know. The hamster does not. Probably, <laughs> probably talks. Probably makes noise and says it's all kinds of It's going to make noise, things. I'll tell you that. Um... All right, next up. This is interesting. This just came out uh, yesterday, two days ago. Xbox may be getting platform-wide modding support. What does that mean? That means that you can now mod for Xbox on any game. So kind of like on PC, you can just mod shit. What? Uh, They may open up the floodgates to allow people to mod. So they're going to supposedly allow developers to support user-generated content for their games, including... Um, defining what can be modded, how this new content can be used in the game, and whether or not it will cost money. So basically building a library of user-generated content for use in all the games. Right, right. Or whatever games that they build it for. Um, so, yeah. I dig that. I, I, I really did that. So I don't know whether it's going to be like other users or if it's going to be something that like they're just going to have developers open up to like create other little details for it, but I'm assuming right. it's going to be like anybody can jump in there and make one and upload it, maybe get approval for it, and then it right. releases on the store, and then you can mod shit. Anyone who listens to the podcast knows that I love modding, so this is just 
this is, this is in my eyes is helping this is going to help xbox tremendously oh yeah for sure um obviously the mods aren't that great for you know fallout games uh or bethesda's games in general on on um they make the graphics better though that's true that's true they do have some good mods but they aren't as much as pc obviously so this may help xbox in a tremendous way more than they know more than they know yes yes indeed all right, last story we have of the day. Let me make sure I'm not missing anything else. Yes, so here we go. iOS and Android, July 12th, which is literally going to be 12 days from the time you listen to this podcast. Or if you're watching live, it's 13 days. Uh, a Pokemon Go-esque game is coming out to mobile devices in the Walking Dead universe. So this game is called The Walking Dead, Our World. And it's an augmented reality, location-based mobile game from Next Games that lets players fight zombies anywhere in the world. Players can collect stashes, find missions, and rescue survivors. You can also team up with some characters from the AMC shows, such as Rick, Michonne, Daryl, and more. The mobile game also lets players team up with others to take on weekly challenges. So, Austin, you and I might be back into uh, downtown and like exploring the world and capturing... Fighting zombies, collecting stashes, rescuing people. I don't know how the zombie thing would work. I feel like that'd be really silly. Like I don't I don't Pokemon's think Pokemon's already cool. silly. Yeah. Imagine you're like holding up your phone, like, there's a zombie. You're like chasing the chasing the zombie down with a phone up in front of your face and you like run into a car. <laughs> that would not be a good thing. <laughs> what just happened, Brett? That's well, a think horrible. about that. You have it yeah, I know, like, uh, I'm gonna go uh, run over this. Or like you run up to a fountain, you're like, Oh, there's a zombie right there, and you're chasing after like pressing the button. Why would like, you chase after the zombie? Why don't you run away? Because you want to kill it. Uh, I mean, it's true. Yeah, maybe you want to. I don't. I don't know. I, 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 well, because they have a Jurassic World thing that came out or whatever, Jurassic Kingdom, and I'm just like, I don't even. I don't even want to play that. I haven't. I haven't heard anyone talk about that. Yeah, I haven't either. I don't know. They have a chat system in there. Where you can talk to people. I mean, I'll try it out, but I don't think it's going to be anything big. I think yeah. Pokemon Go really like Pokemon Go and mobile form the way it is makes sense. Anything else is just trying to obviously work off of that model hopefully make some money but i just i just don't think it's gonna work out so you go out there you know there's like you people have a zombie party? Out, they got their phone up they're having a little birthday party and then a zombie just shows up out of nowhere behind the people that are taking pictures it's like hey let's do a selfie and then also like oh shit there's a zombie and then they freak out and like lose their minds okay well the commercial is actually pretty funny <laughs> yeah that's interesting so you can like walk around the, like the virtual world or whatever and there's yeah, like little just, markers and stuff and yeah just like just know. just like pokemon go fine stashes yeah but, what do you guys think are you gonna play this walking dead game when it comes out leave a comment HelloTeamGamer.net. Yes. Or email us at HelloTeamGamer.net. Or chat us at HelloTeamGamer.net. Anyway, so that's it, everybody. That is going to wrap it up for our news. If there's something that we missed, we want to hear from you. Be sure and email us at HelloTeamGamer.net, as we talked about. Um, Don't forget, if you like what you hear, please head over to iTunes and give us a review and a rating. Um, We're going to take a quick break and come back with our discussion topic on streaming games not streaming twitch but video game streaming that that thing you're listening to the inner gamer so today our discussion topic is going to be on the future of video game streaming and no we're not talking about twitch we are talking about the actual act of logging into a system and streaming a game versus downloading it and playing it from your hard drive. So you may be most familiar with this 
with the PlayStation Now system on Sony, which is a streaming platform. Unless you're Austin, then you don't remember it. But that's okay. <laughs> it it doesn't even exist. I know. Yeah, it doesn't really. I mean, nobody, nobody really uses it or knows it's there because the library is small. But anyway, so um, this year at E3, there was a lot of talk about streaming. Xbox kind of pushed a big kind of uh, hint at the fact that they're going to be getting into this more and more. So they showed people playing different devices um, of all shapes and sizes and saying that no matter where you go, your Xbox games library will be available there to stream regardless of the system that you have it running on. So um, we want to dive into this. So what, what looking at what the future of streaming is going to be, you know, talking about uh, what do we mean by video game streaming, uh, what the players are in the space. And then whether we think it's the right evolution and what does it need to succeed. So starting out, what do we mean by video game streaming? Kind of explain that a little bit. So obviously video game streaming is that you are using a device, whether it be a um, mobile phone, it'd be your full console at home, what have you. No matter what the hardware specifications are inside that device, you can stream a game at full HD quality, assuming you have good internet. So internet is a big key factor in this. And, uh, yeah, you just got to have good internet and then you can like stream like a freaking gears five that is like 1080p on a little smartphone and all that stuff. So that's exciting. Right. You know? No, no, I dig it. Like that would be amazing. I mean, that is like one of the stipulations. Yeah, exactly. But we won't talk about that just yet. Let's, yeah. let's, let's dive like, into... It's going to kill off Xbox yeah. One and Xbox One X. It's going to be like, just you just get an Xbox and right, it just works. Right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, let's talk about the players in the space. So obviously Xbox is there. So Xbox um, is working pretty heavily, it seems like, on this with their devices because they're, they've been building this ecosystem, right? So they have... They're uh, Xbox One X, their Xbox One S. They have PC platforms that also run Xbox Store. Um, they're working on, like, they have, like, probably some relationships. I'm sure they're working on some relationships with NVIDIA Shield and uh, other smaller devices and things of that nature. Then we have PlayStation, who's been in this game for a little bit with PlayStation Now. So it's their streaming service. I think it's like $10 a month, and you can download, you can't download, you don't download, you stream games through their platform. And I think the PlayStation TV device that they brought out allows you to stream games from that as well. But PlayStation TV really didn't get popular at all. Um, are you familiar with that? PlayStation TV box? Not so much. Okay. So basically it's a device it's like this big, thereabouts, actually the size of your little hard drive here. Um, you plug it into the TV and it allows you to play your PlayStation 4 anywhere in the house. So you don't have to like carry your PlayStation 4 in different places. And you can also play your PlayStation Now through that. It's kind of like an Apple TV, but it lets you stream your content throughout the house. So you don't have to like say you have a family and your kids and your mom and your, no, your kids and your wife are like downstairs or your husband, whoever that may be, downstairs watching a movie. And you're like, I don't want to watch a movie with them. I want to go play video games. So then you can go upstairs to your PlayStation Now and, or your PlayStation TV and you can like play a game on there assuming your like connections between the two work pretty well, but it's a little kind of hit and miss because it's like uses Wi-Fi. If you don't have a wired connection, the Wi-Fi can be a little spotty, but it's a thing that is there and exists. Uh, yeah. So that's a cool concept, but yeah, I've heard it. It, it doesn't work that well. I like my steam link is a piece of shit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. 
I wish it was better. So in addition to that, we have obviously PC. So Steam has your Steam link. It's not stream. Well, it's streaming, I guess, technically from my computer to the device. Yeah, it's streaming. That's it. Um, but it's just not streaming over the internet per se. It's just streaming through the network in the house. And then uh, there's other like devices that are coming out, like or, or services like Jump, which I talked about on many many podcasts ago. And it's a uh, service you can sign up for. It's ten dollars a month and allows you to stream indie games. Um, the library is not very big on that, but they're a player in the the industry. There was a service called OnLive back in the day. I don't know if anybody remembers OnLive. I do remember that. I yeah, remember that. that was that was the idea. They had the right idea. They just had the wrong time for that idea. It just was not not going to be a, a hit. Like right, it just right. didn't work. So that was that was sad. But I don't know. As far as like what we've announced here, we have Xbox, PlayStation, and like the PC stuff we mentioned. Like, who do you think is most set up for success to make this thing work? I think PlayStation, because they take a lot of their titles. I mean, both PlayStation, I mean, sorry, not PlayStation, Xbox. Xbox, I think, right now, because I think a lot of their old titles, I mean, so does PlayStation is starting to more often, and their older titles, and bring it to, um, you know, a subscription service where you can download, right? Mm-hmm. So a lot of the games are turning into digital downloads to some degree, and I think if Xbox... If Xbox, I don't, I don't know if that would be successful. I don't really th- know if we're in that time for this to be something big right now but obviously we're moving that way and i think xbox is actually leading that currently and playstation is right behind them because eventually a lot of the playstation games that exclusives are going to be downloadable on a subscription plan of some kind if you want to go back and play these games and you know last podcast we talked about how gamestop is going to be bought out and sold and how this might be like their final moments as an actual retail store and more and more digital copies of all games are being bought through steam through PlayStation and through Xbox and Nintendo switch. Um, we're just slowly moving in that direction where everything's going to be bought online and it's not too hard to believe that maybe one day it'll be all streamed and, and just like buy a subscription plan and you get all these games, you know, I don't know. So I don't know how they do it, but something like that. Well, like PlayStation Now, I'm looking at their lineup. I, I forget. I didn't realize how big this platform had gotten. There's 650 plus games on their subscription library. Wow. Um, from okay. PS2, PS3, and PS4. And you can play on PS4 and PC. So you can stream it on PC as well. You can just get the USB dongle for your uh, PlayStation controller. Plug wow. It in and play them on there. So they're already streaming stuff. No, they've been does. That's, oh, okay. what, that's what it is. It's streaming. <laughs> See, We've I talked about this, man. We've I know. talked about it. But that was streaming from the PlayStation. But you can stream it on your PC too? Yeah, I didn't realize that was part of it. Yeah. Okay. So you just yeah. like plug in your dongles to the PC and I guess you download an app or something like that and it'll right, like right. run through there. But uh, they have games like Red Dead Redemption, Mortal Kombat, uh, Oblivion, Mafia 2, Fallout New Vegas, PlayStation exclusives like God of War 2 Remastered, Until Dawn, Shadow of the Colossus, Uncharted 3, Jake's, Re- Drake's Deception, The Last of Us, Fallout 3, Arkham City, Dark Souls 2, Resident Evil, Ultra Street Fighter uh, 4. Um, Lego games, Knack, Katamari Forever, uh, Battleborn is on here, Yakuza 5. Like, there's a pretty good light of all Killzone Shadowfall, <laughs> um, Saints Row. Like, there's there's a lot of stuff on here, more than I thought. 
Kind of surprised. Wow. So there you go. Uh, well, those games can't be too hard to stream on a computer. Yeah. So or requires, even on a PlayStation. They say it requires a five megabits per second connection or higher, which is crazy to me. Because I feel like when I had five megabits per second, I was like losing my mind. Yeah. So like, <laughs> what websites would hardly load? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but that's, I that's think the reason why it hasn't succeeded yet is because there's always been scrutiny and there's still scrutiny with it. And this is the biggest holdback, which is part of our, uh, next topic or one of our topics here is that uh, what does it need to succeed? And that is internet. Like it just like the internet as good as internet is now, like we have, you have a 300 megabit per second connection down one gigabyte. No, you have one gigabyte. Yeah. I have 300 megabits per second. Um, like that is a lot, way more than five. Yes. Um, yes. But still we have connectivity issues. Oh you know, yeah. Stuff. Like Even though I get a well, gigabyte, you do, but you know, I still like sometimes only get 300. Sometimes I only get 50. It yeah. just depends like what day it is and what time during the day it yeah. is. So obviously it could be wonky. Yeah. I mean, it's technology. I mean, it's bound to break. It's bound to not be the best it should be. Um, Imagine, that's my only issue. Imagine you playing like uh, games that are like really important, like particular on timing, like say like Crash Bandicoot where you're trying to like make a jump happen or something like that. Mm. And like every time you try to make that jump, like the game like lags out on the streaming every time you try to do it. And like you always miss the jump. Like it's not like running off the hard drive yeah, or anything. No, that would be awful. That would be that the would worst be experience. It's like go leap, crash on the floor, leap, crash on the floor. That'd be awful. <laughs> I hate that experience. Um, so I actually have like kind of a prediction, but that's something I think that would work. Okay. Um, I, I'm really in the, I'm really big into Sony TVs. I just think they look really awesome. They do. And yeah, people can argue that LG and you know, was it on Samsung or Sharp or whatever? Like, they no, not Sharp. Good. Fuck that shit. Oh, okay. Oh, my bad. Anyway, I mean, I, I think there's a debate there, but I, I feel like Sony TVs actually look pretty. Like, they're made, coming from a filming background, they're actually made to, like, give that filmic look to a lot of movies. Um, as, like, a reference monitor in a way. Uh, anyway, I think it'd be cool if, you know, TVs are already starting to have, like, computers built in like more so like they're getting more advanced every day it'd be nice if we got to a point where uh, internet connectivity was pretty solid and um you could almost like you didn't need a playstation just get a sony tv with playstation built in and it automatically streams your games to the tv and all you need is to buy like a controller Uh, and then like if you wanted to there's like attachments you can get kind of like they already do for laptops. You can get like an external uh, mount thing. I don't know what the exact term for it, like a, a, a external chassis to put a graphics card in to help ramp up your graphics to make it look better. So you, like you buy a little like mini PlayStation that's just like a graphics card to some degree and you stick that on your PlayStation TV if you want, you know, something a little better. You might not even have to do that. I mean, at the rate that TVs are going and how much like stuff they're able to cram oh, into yeah, it. Like, yeah. You could probably get away with not having to worry about that. Or if the streaming gets really good, then yeah, you just power up the streaming device that it's pulling from and straight to the TV. That'll give you what you need. All you do is have is a controller. Boom. That would be interesting. Like you're ready if to you go. go to your friend's house that also has PlayStation TV. Then you just go over there, bring your controller, and be like, all right, let's hook up and set up. Yeah. Even easier than the Switch. Yeah. I mean, you have yeah. a small enough TV, you just bring your TV or whatever, you know? Yeah. Something easy to carry around. Well, I mean, like I if like, they have a PlayStation TV, you just bring your controller and oh, plug it oh, in. Oh, yeah, yeah. Just log in your account. 
That's like, true, here's true. our games. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you want to do co-op on two screens, but obviously if you could do co-op on a screen, that'd be great. Yeah. Yeah. Like four players split screen or something like that. Yeah. Um, I think with PlayStation now, what they need to do with their library, they need to get newer games on it because like they don't have anything that's fresh and new to the platform. Like it's always like games that have been out for a couple of years. So it's like the price point of it is uh, 19 a month. Or you can pay thirty nine ninety nine per th- for three months. So it's a little bit cheaper, and that's on top of the subscription plan for the internet or their internet service. Not internet service. Your uh, PlayStation Plus. Yeah. Yes. Um, or you can pay ninety nine ninety nine a hundred dollars for twelve months. So that's like eight dollars a month. So that's not too bad. That's not bad. Um, but then, like the Xbox Game Pass is awesome in the fact that. It's not streaming, but it downloads content and everything. If that gets streaming, that could be cool because that's coming out with now all their new games that they release. Now, granted, they only have a, over a little over 100 titles in a library, whereas this one has 650. Like, they're, um, every new game that comes out, Sea of Thieves, Crackdown 3, whenever that eventually comes out, um, Halo Infinite, all those games are going to come out day one on Xbox Game Pass. I think PlayStation should look into that and that should be like a feature. Like the day The Last of Us 2 comes out, if you have freaking PlayStation now, you can play it right then and there. Death Stranding, bam, you can play it right then and there. Um, That'd be sweet. Yeah. It's not a bad price point. So yeah. Oh, no. Might be worth looking into. So question though. So we have this internet stuff. Like, wh- Do you think this is the right evolution for games like do you do you foresee if you like like let's paint a picture for a second so if this goes down the line that's going we're going to get to the point to where we're never going to go to a retail store to buy a game again you're not going to have a game section of target you're not going to have a game stop um you will i mean you gotta buy the console yeah, but you can just buy that online at that point. That's true. Yeah, yeah. just, just ship straight I mean, to your house. Like, you look at like when you go to the movie section of Target, like you don't buy a player there. You just like it's just all built in at that point. <laughs> yeah, true. It's like, true. No, you don't really need that. You buy the TV, <laughs> which will have it part of it, I guess. I don't right. Know. But you won't have like a game section that's like here's like two rows of like stuff that you can pick from. It it's gonna kind of more or less go away. So you won't have the window shopping anymore. Um, but what you will have is the ability to connect to a library, not have to buy $60 games any longer. Um, I'm sure this is going to make even more of an argument for live service games to be a thing. Um, because nobody's, I mean, they're going to make less money. I feel like off of offering streaming than they would by selling all these retail copies. So I don't know where they're going to go with that, but like, I hate for story-based games to disappear. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah because of the fact that they can't have any residual off of that. Cause if they only make like five, three or $4 off of a pl- person playing a game, that would suck. Oh yeah, no, for sure. So I don't know how they work that out. I mean, how do Netflix, how do they deal with all that with getting their content? Obviously that those a lot of content Netflix creators are getting lots of license. money. Yeah. Right. So, so they pay them some money. to have basic rent. They rent the content for their platform, but that's also why Netflix is starting to make all their own content. Right. Because they bought, make the content, they own the rights to it. So technically, PlayStation should be killing it with its own content. Yeah. But then yeah. obviously it takes years to create this. I mean, so, so do TV shows and movies, but I feel like those are more streamlined at this point. Games are definitely a longer process, I think. For yeah. Sure. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Um, and then, uh, yeah, I don't know. That's a tough, tough thing. Like, I think it's, I think it's going the right direction, but I'm afraid for them to, like, I think, I think we're going to see something like with, um, iTunes right now. But the problem is they're going to have to figure out how to like make that work better because I don't think iTunes has solved this problem. I don't think Google Play has solved this problem. But what they have is a 
uh, hybrid library. So like if you're on an Apple Music user, you log in, you have a separate app for iTunes where you can buy albums still. Just a single album, buy it, download it. But it doesn't like you can't search for that through Apple Music. If you're in Apple Music, the only albums you can find are the albums that are available for streaming only. And then, but you can still go out and buy an album if you want to, to own that piece of content. Um, but like even Google Play is the same way. It's separate. It's segregated. So you have the Google Play store, which is where you buy the content. And then you have the Google Play music app, which is where you stream this stuff. So like everything's segregated. And I'm afraid that this is what that's going to do too, is that right now you have an online games library where you can buy, buy games willy nilly, but you're going to have to have a separate platform. I'm hoping they figure out a way to integrate it so that when you're on a games page, like you say, I want to play Gears 5. You pull up Gears 5 and it's like buy, stream. You have two options. Pick which one you want to do. If you stream it, like you have to understand that there's a few limitations with that. One, this content could go away at some point. Two, it may not be the best quality. And three, you have to have an internet connection. If you buy it, you can play it offline. You know, get rid of that online only bullshit. Like you can play it offline and you get full quality graphics saved on your hard drive, blah, blah, blah. Like that could be a, an option for them to go with. I, I dig that. Yeah. I dig that. I see that being a thing. But they're going to have to figure that out because Xbox isn't good for UI. Their user interface oh, is pretty pretty shitty. But oh, man. And PlayStation, I feel like the PlayStation 4 is intimidating. The PlayStation Store is intimidating for me too. Like, I don't ever look in that thing. So I'm just like, ah, yeah. so much yeah, stuff. Yeah, no, it's not good. I'd rather just buy it on my desktop. Yeah. <laughs> it's, just, it's there for me on my PlayStation. And that's another thing that they've done too with PlayStation that PlayStation needs to figure out how to like integrate all their products together because when you go into PlayStation, if you want to look at PlayStation Now library, you have to like scroll down to all their different products. They have like the PlayStation View and they have PlayStation Now and they have, you know, PlayStation demos and then here's the store and here's the movies and here's the, all the, all this stuff in the menu. Right. And that PlayStation Now should be integrated with everything else, I think. But <laughs> I get it. I mean, I, I think this is an evolution. I think we could see this, but I don't know if we'd see this for the next 10 or 15 years. I mean, 15 or 20 years, honestly. Really? I think so. I mean, I think um, obviously the physical copies are going away, but I think they'll still stick around for at least another 10 years. Like GameStop might disappear. Best Buy will still be there for sure. And then, you know, there's still going to be at Targets and Walmarts and stuff like that. Um Obviously, you can buy them online if you want to get the physical copy. But I think eventually, yeah, we'll get to that point where it's all just online. It's all just, you know, you buy it online and then you can download it. And I think eventually we'll move to that whole point where it's streaming. And I think at that point, all that will kind of be streamlined in a sense where it just makes sense. It's just easy. It's going to be cheaper. You know, the Internet's going to be faster. So it makes sense to even move to that kind of model. Yeah. Where it's just all online. Also, it's more convenient, too, because I was... You know, I had the option the other day when I was watching the MCU stuff, I was like, well, I could go out and buy this somewhere. I could go and rent it somewhere or I can just sit here and rent it on my couch. So yeah. I did that. It yeah. cost me three ninety nine instead of like 99 cents at like Redbox or whatever. But that was easier because I didn't have to go anywhere. Right. Um, and that the whole streaming model could be cheaper. That Yeah. It's of, you know, just paid 10 bucks and you can play it once, but you can't play it again. You have to buy the full copy yeah. to replay it. Yeah. Or like play multiplayer for two weeks and if you want to play longer to buy the full copy i like i like the limited model limited access idea like with game pass if that's the way it does work where you you know you have for the first three months see if these is available free 
on Game Pass. But then after that, like if you really like the game, you have to you get it for a discounted price, twenty percent off, and you can right. just buy it and be able to play right. it forever. So you I might even have well. cheaper services. So like five dollars subscription plan, you know, or you get unlimited play by paying twenty five dollars a month or something like that. Yeah, you know, yeah, where it makes sense. Because I mean, I think everything's going that way. Obviously, yeah. Uh, I, I think I disagree with the 15, 20 year timeline. I'm thinking more like five to 10 years. I think it's going to be a lot shorter that we're going to see. Like, I don't see us go like sort of like, I think with uh like <laughs> right now, sort of. you still have you st- like our generation, for example, like you still walk into a target and you see DVDs, blue ways on the shelves, but people don't really buy those. Our generation doesn't buy those. Like they, they're for like the older generation. They still like doing the retail stuff. I think we're going to see that where it's kind of like become an afterthought, like in the corner. So like you'll have like two rows or dedicated, like here's all the movies we have here. Here's all the games we have here, but it's like very small little segment. Right. Right. Um, And I think everybody's going to start buying online. I mean, there's just so much going online that I think that I think with the gamers, especially being a younger generation, I think we're going to see that die off faster than DVDs and movies did. The DVDs and movies is done by everybody, but like gaming is still for a younger generation. I mean, you have gamers that are 40, 50 years old and stuff like that. But even them, like, they're probably all about, like, buying stuff online. Oh, yeah, um, sure. Because, like, Steam especially has made that so easy and simple to make it Steam a thing. <laughs> yeah. Happening right now. Yeah. Until July 5th. So jump on that. Um, I'm, I'm curious to see what happens. I mean, yeah, it definitely could be shorter. I'm just trying to think. Like, a lot of people thought we'd be all online at this point. You know? Yeah. And yeah. we're not. Right. Just some for some reason physical copies just stick, are sticking around right now. Yeah, and I don't I don't understand why. You're keeping it live. I am. I'm keeping. It I live. do support physical yeah. copies. You if buy I physical can. copies, you can sell them back, and it's really nice. Exactly. You get some money back. Thank you, GameStop. Yeah, even though for better or worse, it might thank be you. going away at some point. <laughs> yeah, but no, who knows? Sucks. Um, awesome. So, uh, well, we definitely see streaming as a future to this mm-hmm. world. But a matter of when it's coming, we're not quite sure yet. Austin thinks 10, 15, maybe. I'm thinking more 5 to 10. Um, let us know what you think it's going to be. You know, is it gonna, Are we going to see it next year, two years from now, three years from now? Do you guys have a PlayStation Now subscription? Do you like it or not? Do you have an Xbox Game Pass and you want that to be streaming? Let us know in the comments. Um, so, yeah, that's going to wrap up our discussion topic cool. this week. Um, if there's a into topic the that you want to hear us talk about, please email us at hello at net. Don't forget to check out our video clips of this segment every Thursday at youtube.com slash gamer. Also, if you donate $3 or more a month, you can get um, to patreon.com slash gamer. You can get the full video of this discussion every week early than everybody else. So, what was that, Brett? Patreon.com slash gamer. Ah, patreon.com slash gamer. I'll go there. It sounds like a really cool website to I go know, to. Right? Like, I just, I, I just feel like you can almost beatbox like, that. Kind of rings off the tongue, yeah. Like, you're listening to the Inner Gamer. Looking forward to next week. Let's talk about our upcoming free games of the month. We don't have any notable games releasing this week, so instead, we're going to talk about some free games. So we have a new month. It's July. Summer is here. And uh, we have some decent lists of games that are going to be going on. Um, On Xbox One, you have technically four games, but I'm just going to say three, two of which are Xbox One. 
uh, one of which is an Xbox 360 game that is backwards compatible for Xbox One. So you're going to get Assault Android Cactus, which is a intense arcade-style twin-stick shooter where you pick from one of nine unique synthetic heroines and blast your way through an overwhelming group of robot hordes to save the ship from its own workforce. It has single-player and local co-op. In addition, you're going to get Splinter Cell Conviction, which is a game that came out several years ago. And uh, if you played it, cool. If not, not a big deal either. But Splinter Cell Conviction is a game where you're doing an investigation into uh, the main character's, Sam Fisher's daughter's death um, that allows him to discover that he's been betrayed by his prior agency, the third echelon. Now a renegade, he must find himself in a race against time to thwart a deadly terrorist plot that threatens millions. Last but not least, you're getting Death Squared, which is a co-op puzzle game about cooperation, communication, and robot explosions. This is also on the Switch. So those are the games coming on Xbox One. In addition, on PS4 for July, you have Heavy Rain. This is the game from uh, Quantic Dream, the makers of Detroit Become Human. This is a gripping psychological thriller filled with innumerable twists and turns spanning four days of mystery and suspense the hunt is on for a murderer known only as the origami killer and you must figure out who done it and then finally we have absolver which is a game that i was really really excited to come out published by devolver digital but it ended up not being very good because they were plagued by online issues but it's an online multiplayer combat game where players are placed behind the mask of a prospect under control of the guides the new rulers of the fallen Adel empire who will determine your worth in joining their elite core of absolvers so there you have it i just said that really weird but there you have the free games of July. And that's going to wrap up our show this week. So be sure and check us out next Tuesday for more from your video gaming podcast. Visit DinnerGamer.net for our latest episodes, blogs, videos, and social channels. If you like what you hear, leave us a review on iTunes or tell a friend. And on July 11th, make sure you come out to our event in Dallas at On Rotation in the Lakewood area. We will be there from 6 to 10, and we'll be playing video games, and there will be beer being poured. There will be food from Kane Rosso next door, so some of us will, Some of us will be drunker than others. Yes. Who will it be? You have to come Not and find out. Us. <laughs> you have to come and find out. Will yes. it be me? Will it be Brett? Will it be some of the people helping put on the event? Could it be one of y'all? Ooh. Ooh. It's probably going to be me. It's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> yeah. We also have a Patreon set up, which is a way for you, our listeners, to donate to the cause in order to bring you all great content you want to see and hear. Even a dollar a month, $12 a year will help us keep this content coming to you every week. Plus, we support us. We have some awesome rewards waiting for you, such as being a guest on the podcast or getting exclusive content. So head on over to entergamer.net, click donate to contribute, and help the local community, gaming community, grow, evolve, make content worth watching for you, our listeners, our viewers, our users. I'm Austin Morales. Yes. I'm Brayden Guys, thank you so much for listening to the podcast this week. We'll catch you on the next one. <laughs>